Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special crossover episode brought to you by GoCamp Pro. It's a first of its kind for us, and we couldn't be more proud to be part of it. Today, we're bringing you the voices of the outstanding, talented, passionate, courageous women of all the GoCamp Pro podcast. That is right. So right here, all together, we have represented Beyond Camp, Camp Owners Podcast, the Day Camp Pod, the OG Camp Hacker, and Camp Code. So before we dive into this exciting discussion on women in our camp industry, I just want us to take a quick moment to introduce ourselves. So Rachel, would you mind starting us off, please? Yeah, uh, my name is Rachel. My pronouns are she, her, and I am from Beyond Camp, and I work for Girl Guides of Canada. Thanks, Rachel. Cassie? For sure. I'm Cassie. My pronouns are also she, her, and I co-host with Rachel on the Beyond Camp podcast, and I now work in adventure tourism. Thanks, Cassie. Sam? Hi, I'm Sam from Crystal Lake Park District in Illinois, and I'm on the Day Camp Pod. Thanks, Sam. And Kelly? Hi, I am Kelly Shuna, and I own and direct a uh, day camp in Stillwater, Minnesota called Hidden Pines Ranch, and I am on the co-owner's podcast. I can't talk today. I'm all flabbergasted. (laughs) I'm on the camp owner's podcast, and Rachel, way to lead the charge with pronouns. I'm a she, her. (laughs) Thanks, Kelly. All right, Gabs. Gabrielle Rail, she, her, Camp Waro, and I'm on the Camp Hacker podcast as well as the Camp Code podcast. She's our first ever crossover with <laughs> Gals. Right. The OG. The OG. Uh, Ruby. My name is Ruby Compton. I'm she, her, and I am the Chief Exploration Officer for Ruby Outdoors and overall friend of camp. And I am Beth Allison, also she, her, of Camp Code. I'm a former camp director and executive director turned consultant and one of the founders of Go Camp Pro. And I have the honor of hosting this brilliant panel of women, and I can't wait to get started. So we're going to dive right in. Here is my first question. I would love to know if there are any women who have been an influence in your career, and maybe briefly, why? So who's been an influence on your career, and why? Kelly, would you mind starting us off? Sure. So I have two. I have a one coming into camp and I have a one now. Um, So my coming into camp would be my um, mother-in-law. She was really influential when my husband and I were in the process of trying to purchase his childhood camp. And I personally felt a lot of... um, comments to me from uh, the previous owner based on my status as a woman and being able to manage this operation. And she was really one person that said to me, nope. She's like, yes, you will hear that. You will face that, but you get right up to that table and you can do this. And uh, it was really profound for me. And she actually passed away a few days after we signed the papers to purchase our camp. So It was amazing for me to know that she passed away knowing that we had done it. And she was, she led that charge. She was right behind me, had my back. um, And that was huge. So that was a big one. And then my one now, I don't know if she knows it, but I plan on calling her soon to tell her, but Audrey Monkey, uh, I interviewed her for a podcast and she is now the chief visionary officer for her camp. And when I heard that, I thought, Bam, that is my next step. So from going to be camp director and owner, that's what I want. That's what I want to do. So it felt so right. And like, yes, like I think sometimes you can get stuck with where you're at. 
And that to me created a vision. So I need to call her and say, all right, mentor me because that's where I want to go where you're at. I love that, Kelly. Thank you. Shutter some more ceilings. Let's just keep doing it. Glass everywhere. Let's do it. it. Um, Anybody else who has influenced you in this industry and why? I have someone. Um, So Marika Chandler was one of the first people to hire me at Girl Guides. And she really believed in me and pushed me by giving me feedback that I didn't always welcome, but always needed and sticks with me to this day. She especially talked to me about any jokes that I would make. I think as women, we like often put ourselves down um, and I would like make comments or jokes about myself. And she'd be like, Rachel, like have confidence in yourself so other people can have confidence in you. And that's always stuck with me. And when I catch myself being a little bit too sarcastic or turning to that sort of self-deprecating humor. I'm like, oh no, Marika would correct me. And I still think about that five or six years later now. And I'm sure you're teaching that to the women in your care. I try my best. Yeah, great. Gab, do you have somebody? I I have so many people and it's um, it's tough to choose. I'm sure like a lot of us here, but I, I go to, for me, um, Jane McCutcheon. And I've said this before, um, but for me, Jane, uh, the, the first time I really officially, I met Jane a couple of times, but when I, when I was in awe was when she was running the uh, International Camping Congress in Toronto in 1994, I believe. And it was the largest Congress there. Um, Jane Goodall was there, David Suzuki, so many really amazing individuals, people from all around the world. But she was on stage and she was owning it. And she's a tiny little lady and she is a smart, powerful lady. And I looked at that and I was like, I didn't know this was possible. And she was in charge of this huge international camping Congress. And she created space for me to be a volunteer at the age of 14 um, at this Congress. And she gave me big roles and she was very clear, but very confident in me. And um, I, I am chasing that uh, dream ever since just sort of trying to embody um, that confidence and, you know, no nonsense type business uh, lady, Jay McCutcheon, amazing person. Amazing. Tiny little woman, big shoes to fill. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but she's taught us all a lot. That's yes. for sure. Um, what, what is one of your camp accomplishments that you are proud of? And I think not just as women, but often camp people too, we're, we're afraid of saying, hey, I'm really proud that I did this. For some reason, um, again, not uh, having the confidence to step out and do that, or being uh, afraid that perhaps that sounds uh, braggadocious, as my grandmother would have said. Um, <laughs> Rachel, Good word. Have, you, have you got one totally. that you'd like to share with us? I'm sure we all have accomplishments. We'll start with you, Rachel. Thanks. Um, Yeah, for me, uh, when I started at my most recent camp, I brought in a lot of training around inclusivity, pronouns, and creating space for gender-neutral language in a single-gender camp, and I was really nervous about how that was going to go. And after three summers of that, this fall, I've had several staff reach out and be like, wow, I really learned the importance of this, and I want to bring it to what I'm doing now. And one of the staff is um, going to school to be a paramedic, and she's like, I'm going to write a paper about why it's important to put pronouns on our paramedic name badges. Can you hook me up with some resources? Because I learned how important that was at camp. And it was just really neat to see camp staff taking the lessons they learned in the summer and applying them to the rest of the life, their lives. Mm, thanks, Rachel. So important and all the little ripples everywhere. Uh, anybody else want to share? I'm sure we could spend the entire podcast on this one. Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, I really it, I spend a lot of time on this question. And I, now that you said bragging, I, I feel better about this. <laughs> but <laughs> you go I, ahead, Cassie. You brag. 
I started a camp that didn't have consistent numbers. Numbers were dropping and low um, in their programs. And um, when I left that camp recently, we had gained an entire week and were start, wait lists had been part of our program for a couple of years. So just to see the work that you put in actually come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And it's hard work, but mm-hmm. amazing to see. Anybody else want to brag a little bit? Sure. Um, I guess mine combines the last two questions. Marcy Brower was my Shiro, and she was so good at seeing the talents in other people and getting them involved. And so I've been trying to do that. And so um, I've been really excited about mentoring and Student Camp Leadership Academy that we were doing here in Illinois. Anything to get the new people coming in um, busy and confident in what they're doing. Thanks, Sam. That's great. Yeah, I'll, if I can tag on to what Sam yes, just please. said, I think um, one of the things that brings me the most joy working in camp is seeing people do a job I did and do it way better than I ever did. <laughs> and I think about the first time I saw that was being a head counselor and watching my staff just be incredible and have these ideas that I never would have thought of. And they gave time and energy and care. And it was just so cool to be able to offer the space for them to be able to do that really well. And I can support them and, and give them what they need to be able to do that job just extraordinarily well. And then I saw that when I left my camp and another program director came in and there were things that was like, oh my gosh, why did I never think of that? Uh, and it, it's just, that makes me feel like, okay, the troubles, the challenges, the late nights, like that's what made it worth it was seeing those people just go above and beyond. Thanks, Ruby. Um, we'll move on to another question. So what is, and you only get one, I mean, this is a big question, but you only get one, one challenge that you see women face in the camp industry today. Sam, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, I think in general, in any profession, we're underestimated. Um, I think especially in camp, though, because we have the soft skills, we're friendly. And so unless we're assertive about um, our ideas, a lot of times people will look and just underestimate what we, what we can give to the conversation. So we have to become assertive enough to make sure that doesn't happen. Have you seen those t-shirts that say, underestimate me? That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to get one. I haven't, but yeah. uh, I think but that's now a you t-shirt one? we're going to be making at Camp Code. Yeah. At least a sticker. Jeez. Yeah, at least Absolutely. a sticker. <laughs> at least a sticker. Um, any other challenges you other brilliant minds have come across? I think women supporting other women. Um, I think sometimes we think that maybe our work is done, like women are directors, you know, women have reached a certain level and here we are. But, you know, some of us are at the table, but not all of us are at the table. And we need to continually be looking around to see, like, who do we need to make space for and amplify their voices and in this not get lost fighting with each other to further our cause. Mm, I love that. Ruby? I see complacency. I think it's easy to say, oh, no, no, like we don't have these problems in camp. <laughs> like there's so many women at the camp conference. Like there's, you know, at a, at a big camp conference, we, there's no issue with women in camp. Like everything's fine. Um, and I disagree. <laughs> and um, And I also think that it's not uncommon in the world right now. This isn't just camp to... Like somebody may hear that and be like, I disagree. And they'll turn off this podcast. And I would just encourage more folks to lean in. And if you're like, I disagree, I think 
women are all equal here in the camp industry. Like there's no problem with gender inequality and everything's perfect. If you think that like, cool, let's get on a phone call and chat. Cause I want to hear your point of view. And I hope that that will also allow an invitation for you to hear my point of view too. And it, it was surprising to me when we started talking about the women in camp summit and a gathering place for women, how many folks, even wearing, I was wearing a time's up sticker. People be like, what is that about? And I'm like, well, there's actually wage gaps in the camp industry too. Um, and I would just watch people like fade back and be like, I don't want to, you know, that Homer Simpson yeah. meme, like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I think we can't get just complacent with what's happening. We need to be working towards progress. And I know it's a lot to juggle with everything going on in the world and every, all the challenges that our industry faces, but um, I, I don't think we can just be comfortable. I want to bounce off of that one because yeah. I, I'm a big book leadership learner. That's how I feed my soul, especially during this pandemic. And I'm a big Glennon Doyle fan. And I read Untamed, um, which just lit a fire in me, kindled that fire. But recently I heard Abby Wambach talk on the Brene Brown podcast. And she has a new book called Wolfpack, which is my next book I just ordered. But she specifically talks in there about women always saying, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be here versus like, I deserve to be here. It is okay to be ambitious. So like, I deserve this. Yes, I'm grateful, but I'm not just grateful. I deserve this. Um, Whereas she talked about, you don't hear a lot of men like, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity. Like they're like, I deserve this. Um, So really shifting. It's like those leadership lessons, like the old leadership lessons and spinning them new. And especially for women that we do, we deserve to be here and we deserve that wage equality. So we're not just grateful for it. We deserve it. So we are going to be ambitious to go and get it and drive for that. So love that Kelly. Love that. And Ruby and I were just chatting earlier this morning um, about sort of the trap of, of camp in the sense of camp magic and how a lot of people feel that they're, we're in this almost this oasis at camp. You know, everybody's accepted. Everybody can be themselves. And of course, that is our mission. That is our goal is to do, is to do that. But when, when we have that blanket camp magic um, statement, it, it creates blinders and we're not impervious to the realities of society. We inherit all of those realities. Camp can be better and we can, we can role model what is necessary, like what Rachel did, um, within her organization and then have that ripple effect outwardly. For me, that's camp magic. It's acknowledging that we, um, that we ha- we embody society, that we embody those issues, that we're going to look at those issues square in the eye, have those difficult conversations, and say, how can we do better? How can we open up those conversations? You know, um, I I love the deserve piece that you're talking about, Kelly. <laughs> I'd love to hear a piece of advice that you wish you had been given when you were first starting out as a new camp pro. Sam, are you okay to sort of take the lead on this one? Yes. Sure. Um, You know how when you tell a child no, you're supposed to mean no. You're not supposed to have it be a half question, whatever. (laughs) Um, I think I wish they would have said, hey, you you did your homework. So now present whatever you're doing completely confident in the same way you would with a child. No is no. This is, I've done my homework, so I know what I'm talking about. And this is it. So um, both to people above you and to parents and to, you know, um, 
when you know you're right, go with it. Own it. <laughs> I love that. There were many board members I wish I had said that to back in the day <laughs> when I first started out. I feel like I needed that piece of advice today. Yes. So thank you. Oh, there you go. Uh, that's great. Um, any other advice you wish you'd been given? A new camp pro when you're first starting out. Yeah, I'll kind of spin off of what Sam was saying, but don't take anybody's poop, even if it's your own. Like you do not have to put up with that stuff. It's just don't. <laughs> you have the right to choose. Well, can you elaborate on that? See, I'm, I'm interested in what you mean more specifically. I think I'm now I'm like, tell me more. I'm interested for myself. <laughs> um, well, when you're told you can't hold a ladder, but you have more ladder training than the person mm. climbing the ladder, you're allowed to say, no, I can hold that ladder for wow. you. <laughs> if that okay. helps put some context. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very clearly, actually, the, and a ladder is a wonderful metaphor. We could build a whole other sticker around this. So, <laughs> right. that's great, Cassie. Thanks. Other pieces of advice you wish you had been given when you first started out? I, I try to hand this one out abundantly, uh, which is you don't have to be accessible all the time. Like, and and it goes back to that proving yourself thing. I a hundred percent did the like. This is my first full time job. I'm getting benefits. Like, I have to be available all the time because I'm getting paid a salary. No, no. You have an end to your workday. Leaders leave loudly. Like, leave at the end of the day. Uh, and don't check your email. And don't feel like parents have to be able to be in touch with you at all time. I don't care who your camp population is. You do not have to be accessible at all times. So draw boundaries, like do some boundary work. That'd be my other big piece of advice is sit in the world of boundaries. Uh, but you do not have to be accessible at all times. Yeah. And I'd love to build off of that. I think, I think a lot of camp professionals as they get older and perhaps, um, have a partner and then have, uh, family members, that's when boundaries start to be created because that spouse member who typically is unfortunately a teacher. So their rest of their whole summer is taking care of the kids. Um, For whatever reason in the camp industry, we are, you know, lucky to have uh, teachers as our, as you know, our partners, a lot of people, but that's when that other person saying like, Hey, I need you to come home to at least say goodnight to the kids. Practice those bound, those boundaries before you're in a relationship, whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you have an immediate family or not, um, you know, as we become professionals, this is something we do all year round. And it's important, it is vital to your, uh, the success of your team, to practice doing things when you're not around. It is very important that they build confidence when you are not around. And they're not going to do it as great as as you're going to do it in a lot of ways. But you weren't as great uh, 10 years ago either. Um, so it'll, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Um, th- their confidence will be built because you're saying one, I trust you and B, you're just giving them the space to do so, but you don't need a family to build those boundaries. Great Gab. Thanks. Anybody else want to weigh in on this one? Well, I love that Gabs. I love the, they might not do it as well as you can, or you would, but they, you didn't do it as well as you do now 10 years ago. I love that. That's so good. Um, mine would be, and I'm still working on this. This is a growth area for sure. <laughs> I'm excited. Wow. <laughs> Lots of growth. Um, clear is kind and unclear is unkind. Just being oh, wow. so clear and direct. And I'm getting way better at it. 
Um, but especially when we first, when I was first owning directing, like, oh, I want to make sure everyone's happy and I'm a harmony on my personality test and a wooer. Um, but clear is kind and unclear is unkind. So I think that's really good advice um, for everybody, but especially in the beginning. And I think if I added on to that, Kelly, I would also say, I know I'm supposed to be hosting, but I'm, I'm chiming <laughs> in here anyway, um, that uh, you don't have to have everybody love you that um, sometimes you just have to make the decision that is best for camp. And that's often very difficult. Um, but even parents don't all have to love you. Um, and sometimes when you have, um, you know, emails back and forth, and you've tried the phone call and all that kind of stuff, you don't always have to engage that sometimes there's the opportunity to, to make to be clear, as you say, um, and let that go instead of always checking back, always checking back to make sure everybody likes you. Um, because the point is that, you know, we want everyone to have that great camp experience, of course, but it's okay if they don't always agree. Shocking. There's a lot of pleasers that work in the camp industry. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Rachel because I know she has something to say about this. Yeah, I think as a new camp pro, I really wanted to create those like dramatic, beautiful moments like Gabs was talking about with camp magic. And, you know, you know, the ones you see on Instagram with the beautiful sunsets and the picture perfect fire and all the campers <laughs> are crying those like happy tears. And it's a lot of work. And often like they just they don't work out. You're in the midst of giving like some inspirational speech. And there goes a pontoon boat down the lake playing like uh. aggressive party music. And now your staff are just like laughing at you. You're like, no, I'm missing the moment. So my advice is that often the most powerful moments are the ones that we least expect. So it's OK if it doesn't all go smoothly and you don't have it all lined up, sit and have those quiet conversations. Be silly. Those are the moments folks will remember. Absolutely. People so great. Always, you spoke so much always. truth there too <laughs> with the pontoon boat going by. Um. <laughs> Last summer happened. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't think it was just some sort of example you were making up. We had a feeling that that was a real yeah. memory for you. I have, I have one more piece of advice that I'm going to throw in here. I know I've already given one, but... Sorry, y'all. I'm going to give you another. <laughs> Not sorry. Um, and I've learned this one the hard way, and I've made the mistake too many times, that if you are starting to be unhappy in the job, speak up. Uh, and don't get to the point of no return before speaking up. Um it, because it's possible that your organization does actually want to keep you around. And if you'll speak up and say, hey, this is what's going on and this is what's not working for me, before you get to the point of just like, I'm so frustrated, I'm done, your career may last a lot longer. Um, and and if you come to a situation where there, there's not going to be compromise, you're not going to be given what you want, like that's an answer too. Um, but I, I have found myself too many times in jobs where it was just like, I'm just so frustrated with what's going on. There's nothing that can save this. So if you start to feel those feelings, and I've heard many camp people and many women start to bubble there. Yes. Like my, my advice is always go talk to, to whoever it is, even if it's your boss that you can't stand, go have a conversation and at least try. Um, that's going to help you make decisions about going forward. Thanks, Ruby. Any last words on that one before we move us forward? Seemed to be a big topic. Yeah, I think I think with what Ruby is talking about, and um, I know that Beth and I have had this experience as well, but so many conferences that we have been to, we've spoken to so many young camp professionals who are just genuinely unhappy with the direction of the organization. And they're bright, energetic, um, you know, full of passion for that organization and, um, and, and love, love the kids and the staff. And it's just that hurdle of talking to 
to that, um, the, the people that are in charge. And sometimes it, it, it doesn't work out. And as Ruby says, you know, you get your answer as well. It's, 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 it's getting information either way, but don't keep yourself in that sort of space. Um, but we, this is something that is so common uh, within our industry that we hear so much about um, people pull us aside in, in the hallways with, with little glossy eyes, you know, Thanks, yeah. <laughs> we have a big event coming up in the next uh, few weeks and each one of you uh, has attended the Women in Camp Summit. Uh, some of you are award-winning from the Women in Camp Summit. Well, one of us is award-winning from the Women in Camp Summit, Sam. Um, but you've all attended. So what was something notable that you gained from that experience that you could share with people who may not have been before or who may have been before and are looking uh, to attend again? I could start. Um, Thanks, my um, absolute favorite thing is that there are so many women out there doing so many amazing things and there's so many subjects that they're talking about that I never thought about before that it just um it's unique it was a wonderful experience both times so great thanks Sam anything else what else have you learned at the at the summit or that you are grateful for uh that you got to experience or exciting things Cassie yeah, for me, it's the importance of the value of connection and community and knowing that we're not in this alone. Coming from like a smaller province with fewer camps in it, a lot of the directors at that senior management level are male. And I was one of like a handful of females that were in the younger demographic <laughs> that were the director and not in the middle management area. And knowing that there are other people doing what I did and dealing with those same issues and concerns was so valuable. It's always good to know you're not alone. Absolutely. I just, I just want to sing, and you are not alone. I feel like that's that just sums up the experience. <laughs> uh, anybody else? What else have you gotten out of that experience that you would like uh, to share with other women who may be listening? I gained a sense of confidence, you know, between the mentor chats, which were phenomenal. And then just there's such an openness and a willingness of people to chat that was different from other conferences I'd been to, where people were willing to ask questions of you and they'd be like, wow, that's brilliant. Like you should share this with more people. And then they would go and get their friend and be like, chat about this. And it just created that culture where everybody was encouraging of each other. So I felt like we just all left with a boosted sense of confidence. Yeah, my word would be empowering for what you just described, Rachel. I just felt so empowered when I left. Um, Besides, one of my favorite parts was watching those commercials and the Snickers and my little gift tote thing. That was one of my favorite moments, um, watching the commercials. But I just, I left feeling empowered. I felt I left empowered. I knew connections um, and just strong as a woman in the camp industry. That's great. Ruby? As an organizer, one of the things that's been so fun is, you know, Beth and Gabs and I get the privilege of being at lots of different conferences. And it's like, I have my tri-state friends and I have my Southeast friends and I have my Canada friends, you know, and what was so fun was to put all those people in the same room together. And just, it's, it is literally like, oh my gosh, the coolest people that I know are all together right now, sharing and learning from each other and becoming friends and seeing those friendships spark and those connections spark. It, it was just phenomenal. So if you want to be a cool friend of mine, like you should be at the summit. That's what I think. <laughs> Thanks. 
Can I um, share a cool connection story from the summit yes, quickly? Please, yes, please. So Cassie and I met for the first time at the summit and I remembered Cassie because her all-male board wouldn't let her use a snowblower, even though she was more than capable of using a snowblower. Um, so a year from the date right. we met, we presented at our very first conference together uh, just last weekend. So I thought that was a, a really right. neat uh, virtual connection that came from the conference. So we're stoked for this year's conference. And a podcast. <laughs> Great. That's wonderful. A nice connection. Uh, in our Camp Code podcast, have the privilege each time of hearing the famous recap from Gabrielle Rail. So today, before we wrap up, we thought it would be a great way to summarize all that we've heard from these extraordinary voices. So Gab, we're going to let you take it away. I'm so excited. Um, we have uh, three categories. We have uh, women influencers, why not try dot, 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 and stickers. So I'll start with women influencers. Important things to remember about women influencers. They have your back. They're chief visionaries. You know what? You know they're, they're an influencer and they're a support person to you when glass is everywhere. They are a tiny person and have big shoes to fill. But more importantly, they give you feedback, not when you want it, but what you need. So thank you very much, for Rachel, for that one. Why don't we try a couple of things like supporting each other, chatting about stuff we don't agree on, and practicing the I deserve this uh, phenomenon. Uh, bragger, bragger, braggersons. Um, it's important. We all do great work. Let's talk about it. So that's, that's, that's all I have to say about that piece. And then stickers. Clear is kind. Unclear is unkind. Um, not everyone needs to love you. Uh, you know you're capable of, you know what you're capable of, dot, dot, dot. So don't take poop from anyone. An unhappy equals speak up and underestimate me. That would be fun. So those would be our stickers if we had them. So and that good. is our recap for today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now you know why we have Gab recap every show. <laughs> she just has a great way of pulling it all together. Thanks for that, Gab. Um, so to conclude our time together today, I have one more question for each of you, and we are looking for a quick fire one word answer. So for those who are planning to attend this year's summit, what excites you about this virtual format? Kelly, could we start with you? One word. Opportunities. Sam, what's your one word? Sessions. Ruby. International. <laughs> Rachel. Connections. Cassie. I'm going to join Kelly's board here with opportunity. Gap. Motivation. Mm, lovely. Um, and I was going to say connectedness. So mm -hmm. absolutely. All these great reasons. To register for this incredible event, you can go to womenincampsummit.com. It is our brand new website by Concept Citron, and it is beautiful and <laughs> informative, and it can answer any questions you may have about this two-day live event. We've worked hard to make these incredible two days of development available to everyone. So we have a buy one, get one half off price. We have a buy one, donate one price. We have a group price for three to five women from your organization. And we have a subsidized rate in case our current economic climate in 2020 is a barrier for you. So please go to womenincampsummit.com for all the information. We will have over 35 hours of sessions, intentional international networking, peer sharing, and we have a great easy app that's going to pull it all together. And there's a special event that's happening the day after. And Gabs is going to tell us just a little bit about that. I'm so excited about this. 
Um, it's part of our Becoming Allies series. So there's a series of Becoming Allies, and we're going to be doing this throughout the year. But this is our very first one. And this is Becoming Allies Supporting Women in Camp. And it is an afternoon event on December 4th. And this is where people can come to learn how you can support women in camp. And and who can attend? Anybody can, t- can attend. But it's good to know that the topics that we're going to be looking at is really from the perspective of male privilege. And how can individuals with that perspective aid women within the camp industry. Um, Our next uh, Becoming Allies event will be supporting people of color in camp, and that's something we'll chat about uh, in a little bit um, when the time comes. But I'm so, so excited about uh, these Becoming Allies series. Thanks, Gab. And we hope that you will join us uh, for all three days if you're able. And again, womenincampsummit.com will have all the answers. So I'd like you to check out all the amazing women you've heard from today. You can hear Rachel and Cassie on Beyond Camp, Sam on the Day Camp Pod, Kelly on the Camp Owners Podcast, Gab's on both Camp Hacker and Camp Code, and Ruby and I on Camp Code as well. And you can find any of our Go Camp Pro podcasts, including First Class Counselor, on iTunes or wherever you go to find your podcasts. So thank you so much for joining us for this very special edition from Go Camp Pro. We are grateful for all of your support, and we hope to see all of our women listeners at the Women in Camp Virtual Summit, December 2nd and 3rd, and all of our allies at the Ally event in the afternoon on the 4th. So let's continue to have the discussions, the hard conversations, the wrangling. Let's keep working together to ensure that our camp industry and our entire planet is one where we all feel valued and affirmed for exactly who we are. So from all of us at Beyond Camp, the Day Camp Pod, the Camp Owners Podcast, First Class Counselor, Camp Hacker, and Camp Code. Thanks for the listening, friends. This podcast was brought to you by the Women in Camp Summit in partnership with the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network. Find a podcast for camp directors of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, we hope that whenever you share an idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Pros group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage Camp Pros to keep freely sharing their ideas as a whole better. Thanks!